I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 310 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, we are heading overseas to Russia today, where I will be joined by an all-star pro basketball player. Kyle Hines played his college basketball at UNC Greensboro, where they retired his number 42. Since 2008, he has been playing in the Euro League, where he is a four-time champion. He currently plays for CSKA Moscow. He won the Euro League Best Defender Award twice, and he is just crushing the basketball scene over there. But what is it like to be an American raising kids in Russia? Kyle Hines will be here with me in just a few minutes to talk about that and so much more. So please stick around for the interview. And today's conversation with Kyle Hines was recorded on video and is available for you to watch on my YouTube channel. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode, so please tap the link, get over there and hit me with a subscribe. And obviously, the entire basketball community was rocked by the untimely death of Kobe Bryant. This past Monday, they held a huge celebration of life for the late basketball legend and his 13-year-old daughter who died in the helicopter crash. It is definitely something that forces us to take a look at our own mortality and realize that there is nobody that's exempt from death. Here we had a guy like Kobe Bryant who was in great shape, had a ton of money in the bank, fame, fortune, but in the end, none of that stuff truly matters or can prevent you from your date with destiny. What does matter is the impact that you have on other people, especially your children. That is the true legacy we all have that we'll be leaving behind. I believe Dana White said it best when I had him on the podcast a few months ago. He said that when it's all said and done and you're laying there in that box, the only legacy you have is what your kids stand up there and have to say about you as a father. And Friday on the podcast here, we're going to have a dad who is all too familiar with how fast life can be taken away. Former Navy SEAL J.P. Donnell joins me for a fresh Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. And next week, I'm going to be hitting you guys with three episodes. So please follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out who will be joining me here. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with four-time EuroLeague champion Kyle Hines. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Dads, are you tired of taking supplements that never deliver? Well, Redcon One was created to ensure that you get real hardcore products that deliver real results. Trusted by four-time World's Strongest Man, Brian Shaw, and founded by supplement entrepreneur, Aaron Singerman, Redcon One is crushing the industry. You have to try their MRE bars, which are packed full of nutritious food sources that will replenish your system when you need it most. And they taste so good, your toddler will think they're eating a candy bar. But we're talking whole food meal replacement. And right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save 20% on their entire order from Redcon 1. Simply use the promo code FATHER at the checkout. So let's go, dads. For the highest state of readiness, choose Redcon 1. Visit Redcon1.com, use the promo code FATHER, and save 20%. Joining me now, First Class Father, Kyle Hines. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. This is definitely a privilege to uh, to be here. All right, let's start right here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Two kids. Um, my daughter, Anya, is uh, three years old, um, three and a half now. 
And I have a son, Justin, uh, who just turned two uh, on New Year's Day. Very cool. Did you guys do any kind of like gender reveal to find out what you were having or did you guys wait till the end? So both times um, we did it kind of different. So the first time um, we waited until my daughter was born. Um, so we had no idea um, what, how or, or what, the, what the sex with the gender was going to be. So we wanted to kind of do that way just because we kind of wanted to enjoy the pregnancy for what it was. Um, you know, it's kind of wanted to just organically enjoy everything. Um, and then kind of just focus on, you know, just her being pregnant, just making sure that my wife was in the best conditions possible. Um, and then we ended up having a girl the first time. And the second time we actually did a gender reveal at my daughter's christening. Um, so it was kind of a surprise gender reveal. We kind of, uh, had everybody, um, up for like a group picture. And then while we were taking the group picture, um, we had balloons kind of pop up. Um, and everybody was kind of surprised. People didn't really understand what's going on. So they seen the blue balloons and then you started seeing like my father and her father, um, you know, start crying. The grandmother start crying and, you know, the aunts and everybody, you know, got really excited. So, um, yeah, it was it was definitely beautiful. It was definitely um, a beautiful thing. Yeah, so cool. I, I love watching those videos when they come up on, uh, you know, YouTube and Twitter with, with mm -hmm. all the different creative ways people come up to announce what they're having. Now, you got one and one. Are you going to go to break the tie here or are you all done? Uh, we want to uh, we want to. Uh, definitely go for one more. Um, we're thinking possibly two. My, my wife's always, you know, uh, floating the idea of, you know, wanting to have twins <laughs> so she could just have two and kind of get it out the way. Um, but yeah, we definitely want to, uh, you know, we definitely want to have at least one more and then possibly have two. I got four myself. We had three boys and then got the girl on the fourth try. If not, we'd have five by now, but we got her. <laughs> Congratulations, uh, man. I mean, four, four is a handful, man. I can imagine that you, uh, you do everything you do and still be able to, you know, maintain the balance with uh, four kids. I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, it's a big, it's a big thing, a big accomplishment for you and your wife. Uh, all right, Kyle, if you could, please take a minute here just to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, my name is Kyle Hines. Um, I'm currently playing basketball. I'm a professional basketball player playing overseas in the EuroLeague. Um, I play for a team called Cheska Moscow. I'm currently living in Moscow, Russia um, with my family. Um, I've been playing professional basketball now for 12 years. Um, for those that don't know, the EuroLeague is essentially the second best basketball league in the world. Um, it's essentially um, the NBA version, um, the European version of the NBA. Um, for, guy, for people that, you know, I guess you say familiar names, Luka Doncic, um, two years ago, came from the EuroLeague. Um, there's a lot of, you know, big name players um, that, could kind of, that have kind of came from Europe or vice versa that are playing over. Um, we travel um, to play some of the best teams in the best cities, um, whether or not it's in Greece or whether or not it's Madrid, Barcelona. Um, and like I said, I've been in, uh, I've been living in Moscow now for the past uh, seven years. Yeah, that's very cool, Kyle. And um, I know you've had all these different experiences. About how old were you when you first became a dad? And how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? First became a dad at the age of 29. Um, it, it, it literally changed everything. Um, I always say that being a parent or becoming a parent is the most selfless thing that you can possibly do. Um, cause suddenly, you know, it's before it was more or less, you know, about, you know, you or your wife or, you know, just individual. And now it's, it's more about the kids. It's more about my children. Um, you know, my day is pretty much surrounded and is by, by their day, you know, whatever they want to do, we kind of, you know, plan our days around that, which I, I honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, it's kind of been the biggest blessing 
And it also gave me opportunity to kind of realize what's important in life. Um, you know, having kids, having my family close, especially, you know, over here, um, you know, being um, here in, in Russia and being in Moscow, um, where we don't have, you know, our secondary family or our, our other primary family members with us. It's just us. So, you know, it gives us opportunity to kind of grow a stronger bond together and kind of, you know, um, grow a, a stronger relationship than, you know, I guess you would say um, possibly if we were, you know, living living back home in the States. Yeah, well said. And what was the transition like for you to, to move to Europe? And, and uh, are you kids like, what is the school system like? I know your kids are a little young yet for it, but uh, what type of schooling do they have for the American families that live over in Russia? Um, initially, in the beginning, just for me individually, it was, uh, it was a little bit difficult transition. Um, just coming, you know, from a completely different culture, um, learning a different language, um, you know, trying to, you know, just understand a different way of life. And then also just the whole isolation factor of it. Um, initially, when I came for the first, um, you know, first five or six years, I was alone by myself um, until my wife came over. So just, you know, kind of, you know, having that um, I have a big family, so I have a lot of friends. So just trying to get used to, um, you know, being alone and kind of, you know, trying to use that time wisely. Um, but when my wife came, um, literally, we're just talking about it now. She was over here for um, literally less than 30 days and we found out she was pregnant. Um, so like it kind of, you know, initially, you know, it, it had a, a huge impact on us. Um, and my kids, I mean, Moscow, surprisingly enough, is nothing like what you see on CNN or um, what you see in the, the Rocky movies or, you know, all <laughs> the, you know, John Wick and all that stuff. Um, it's complete opposite. Moscow is probably one of the most family friendly place, most kid friendly places um, that I've ever seen. Um, everywhere you go. Every restaurant you go to, they have a kid space, they have a play space, they have entertainers there. Um, the malls, all the shopping centers, they have a, like floors dedicated um, to kids' play spaces. You know, they have these huge indoor, I guess you're saying the states, almost like Chuck E. Cheese, like luxury Chuck E. Cheese type type of type of play spaces um, here in Moscow, and, it, and it's beautiful. So. Um, you know, my kids, they enjoy it. Um, we live in an apartment building where there's a lot of international people, a lot of diplomats, a lot of other athletes live here. So just downstairs, they have, a, a I guess, a nursery or almost like a, a, a kindergarten. They call it children's garden here. Um, my kids, they go uh, half day English and they do half day Russian. So we're trying to get them wow. exposed to to uh, to learning both both languages and also get their kind of their ear and their mind exposed to uh, learning multiple languages like many kids here um overseas in europe and you know and and russia do yeah what an important skill to have too and that'll be very valuable to them growing up so uh, i shouldn't expect uh ivan drago to meet me off the plane then <laughs> i get there right no not at all man it's the opposite if you if you ever have the opportunity to travel to moscow um i would say definitely come i mean it's definitely one of the most beautiful cities um in the entire world i mean like i said it, it that was probably the most surprising factor when i came here I was expecting, you know, all the, you know, everything that we heard growing up, um, but it's been the complete opposite. Yeah, you know what I'm curious about, Kyle, is as far as the holidays, like I know certain holidays like Thanksgiving, Halloween, they're like unique to the United States. While you're over there, do you kind of like keep those traditions in your family? Or is, is there anywhere over there where any of that stuff celebrated? We, so like I said, we're, we're, we're part of a huge international community here, um, along with the, you know, the, the players on my team, the players from other teams. Um, so we try to keep those traditions alive, um, especially because, you know, we want our kids to experience it. We, we don't just because they're, you know, they're living abroad. We don't want them to kind of miss out on those opportunities. So one of the things we did, like we kind of orchestrated uh, uh, during Halloween, we have a Halloween party every year 
that my wife plans. My wife is a, a event planner uh, here. Um, so she plans a big Halloween party where we had, you know, Elsa, we had, you know, decorations, we had all this different type of stuff um, for the kids to kind of get a chance to enjoy. And then with the uh, rest of my teammates and some of the other residents here in the apartment building, we kind of work organized almost like a trick or treat, um, you know, type of thing. So the kids can knock on the doors and we can kind of give them candy so they can kind of experience that, that, um, you know, those type of things. And the same with like Thanksgiving um, and with Christmas and stuff like that. I mean, you know, we try to, you know, make sure that um, that they get an opportunity to, you know, celebrate those holidays and have opportunity to, you know, have those experiences because, you know, we know as, uh, you know, as foreigners living here, um, sometimes that can be the most difficult part. Yeah, very cool. And I know you're you're early here. The kids are young. But so far, what type of disciplinarian are you as a dad? Are you a spanker, timeout guy? How do you kind of handle discipline? Kind of the, uh, I, I guess my me and my wife, we kind of do the, I guess, good cop, bad cop routine, I guess you say sometimes. <laughs> um, and, you know, I tend to be the the, the good cop for, for most of the time. I think that's just because, um, you know, with my job, I travel a lot. So, you know, my wife, she's there. So she's kind of like, you know, the, I guess you could say the, the more disciplinarian. Um, but like you said, we, 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 what we try to do most is that, um, we do the whole timeout thing, which we kind of did early, but we basically try to explain to the, to, to my kids, you know, um, why they're doing it, why, why they can't do it. Um, and just kind of give them an opportunity to understand right from wrong. I think that's kind of the biggest thing for me to kind of get that from an early age, you know, um, you know, to understand why they're doing or what they're doing is wrong so they can understand why it's wrong. So that way they won't make that same choice again. Yeah, very well said. And and like you said earlier there, it's just you and your wife out there together raising the kids. Like for me, my parents both passed away before I had kids. My wife's parents are divorced and they're not involved in my life. Yeah. So it's just us two together. Sometimes that could be a blessing and sometimes it could be a curse. Uh, but what, what was kind of like your family and especially like what was your wife's family's reaction to uh, finding out that you guys would be moving over to Europe? Do you deal with digestive issues, have trouble losing weight, feeling low on energy, or have trouble focusing? It could have something to do with your gut. According to the latest research, your gut microbiome health is crucial to your overall health. I highly recommend checking out Thrive, T-H-R-Y-V-E, the number one rated gut microbiome testing company. Thrive makes the process easy. They send you a test kit to your home. You mail back a sample of your stool in a prepaid box, and in two to three weeks, receive a comprehensive gut health report with dietary recommendations and the option to receive personalized probiotics. Check them out now at www.thriveinside.com. The link is in the show notes and use the coupon code FATHERHOOD for an exclusive offer of 15% off your first purchase. www.thriveinside.com, coupon code FATHERHOOD. But what, what was kind of like your family and especially like what was your wife's family's reaction to uh, finding out that you guys would be moving over to Europe? They embraced it. Um, they actually loved it. Um, I think one of the, the best parts about me leaving overseas and our family living overseas is that it gives our family um, a reason to travel. Um, you know, probably if I didn't play over here um, in Russia or in Europe, none of our family members would probably have passports. So it gives them, you know, a great opportunity to, you know, for us to not only, um, you know, allow them to experience other parts of the world, um, but also, you know, like I said, build on new experiences and build on new memories together. So we try to make it a point for to try to get um, our family members out here um, for different holidays or, you know, different things that we have 
um, just so they can kind of, you know, get a chance to experience that. And like I said, it's memories that we're not only growing together, but also with our family members as well. Yeah, that's awesome, Kyle. And obviously the death of Kobe Bryant sent shockwaves throughout not just the basketball, but the entire world. What was the response? What was the response over there in Europe? Did did the European League have any type of um, tribute to Kobe? How was it handled over there? It was literally coming off the airplane when I got the news and immediately you can kind of see the just the the kind of devastation in in all my teammates faces and and everybody in our organization. Um, I immediately called my wife um, and, you know, started calling, calling my friends back home. And it was it was tough. I mean, Kobe Bryant means a lot to a lot of people, especially international. I think he was a true um, spokesperson, um, especially for the U.S. um, globally. Um, when it comes to athletics, um, you know, he had a he had a huge meant a huge lot to a lot of people um, just because, you know, he was uh, he was very well versed. Um, he's 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 multicultural. He speaks, uh, you know, uh, a bunch of different languages. So I think a lot of people were able to kind of relate to them, relate to him. Um, the EuroLeague, they did a bunch of different things. We had a moment of silence. Um, each team, we wore the, 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 the 24, um, the 24 shirts and, 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 uh, in memory of him and, and the rest of the people that, that lost families. Um, and we also did, uh, the 24, eight, um, shot clock tribute that you see, like many of the, the, the professional teams do. And, and even still right now, you know, there's still many tributes going on right now. We played a game yesterday and, uh, their team had a tribute and every team that we played so far has kind of tried to honor him, um, honor him. And, and, and the rest of the people that have lost the rest of the victims that have lost their lives um, in their own special way. So, you know, whether or not it's, you know, people writing stuff on their shoes or wearing T-shirts or um, social media posts, it's just, you could definitely see it, um, the huge impact that he's had um, throughout the whole entire world. Yeah, I think one of the most important parts of his legacy or who he was is that he was, a, you know, a first-class father all the way, and fatherhood was so important to him. And right now, I mean, in the United States, we're facing a fatherless crisis. We have way too many kids that are growing up without a father in their life. What is it, it, how is the family units over in Europe as composed over here? Are they having that similar crisis where there's a lot of kids growing up without a dad? So you don't see that over there as much. I think not as much. I think, you know, generally the, the biggest difference um, between the European culture and the United States culture is that, you know, normally when you're 18, 17, 18 years old, you know, your parents are like, you know, you go on your own, you know, you, you know, you're, you're, you're out of the house. You're trying to take you out of the house as soon as possible. And it's a little bit different here. You, you see, um, you know, you see families stick together a lot longer. You see kids still living in their parents' homes, you know, upwards until 20 or 30 until they marry, until they have kids. Or even still, you know, you, you see, you know, groups of families, um, you know, whether or not it's the, the mother, the, the, the daughter, the, the brother, um, along with their wives living in, you know, apartment complexes and living together. So I think here it's a, it's a, a bit more family oriented um, than it is in the States versus, like you said, you have a lot of, uh, you know, single single parent households um, because of the high divorce rate or because, you know, um, just just in general because of the the culture or, or different things like that. But I think here um, families stick together a lot longer and it's a more of a family uh, family first environment. Yeah, that's awesome to see. And Kyle, I know one of the things that we all struggle with as dads is the technology. We're all battling against it because it's hard to kind of lead by example anymore because I know myself just from doing what I do, I'm constantly using the phone or some type of form of technology and I'm trying to tell my kids not to do it. So I know your kids are young yet for this as well, but are they already swiping screens? Are they involved in the uh, in the technology? And what is it like over there? Everybody the same thing? 
I mean, yeah, my uh, my daughter is, you know, is, is better with my iPhone and iPad than I am. And she's only three years old. So, I mean, this is just the, the, the world we live in right now. You know, the you know, we grew up with, you know, a lot different toys and a lot different, you know, technology less type things. And, you know, for them, it's the opposite. Everything she does is on the iPad. And even when she goes to school. You know, she's three years old and they're doing everything on a smart board or doing stuff on a computer. You know, they're doing stuff on, you know, doing stuff on YouTube, on educational videos. So we try to find a, a happy balance um, where when we're with the kids, um, we because technology is so big for us. That's the way we communicate with our family members because we're abroad. So obviously technology with FaceTime and, you know, Skype and everything things like that is really big for us. But we try to have, you know, an hour, a couple hours out of the day where we're eating dinner or we're together where we just don't have any phones. We don't have any technology just to kind of, you know, have that happy balance um, where we, you know, put the iPads away, where you turn the TV off. And, you know, just so we can actually conversate more and actually, you know, for them not to be so, I guess you say, addicted, um, you know, to the technology for all of us. Yeah. And it is an addiction. That's for sure. And yeah. Have your kids, have they been to the United States yet or have they spent their entire lives so far in Russia? No, so both my kids were actually born in the United States. Um, uh, so they came over afterwards while I was, um, you know, while I was here playing. Um, and we spend generally, we spend 10 months out of the year. Um, well, I spend 10 months out of the year in overseas. Um, and then I'm usually home for two months. Um, my family is usually here, I would say, out of the 10 months, they usually here about eight, eight, eight months. Um, and then they go back home. So generally, they, 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 my wife and my kids, they, uh, they kind of have a happy be balanced um between you know you know uh the states and being back home they, my, my daughter now she does definitely uh you know recognizes the difference she's always talking about you know her home in new jersey and her toys in new jersey and everything like that so she recognizes the difference and she's like she, we already booked a trip for them to go home um uh in april and she's like oh i can't wait to go on the airplane so i can go home and i can see nana and i can see grandpa and i can see everybody so um she's definitely at the age now where she's starting to realize it the difference between the two which is pretty cool yeah, and that's awesome. Yeah, I'm speaking to you from Jersey today here, and uh, it's pretty cool. I can okay. imagine it being uh, a big benefit to your kids growing up to have that uh, multicultural, multi-language. Uh, I mean, what, what a benefit that will be. Um, what about for yourself here, Kyle? I know we're about a month into the new decade here. What kind of goals or plans do you have for yourself here for the future? Number one, I think uh, the the passing of Kobe Bryant definitely had a huge effect on me. Um one of the things I noticed about him is just his his balance of life, how he was able to be such a great basketball player, a great entrepreneur, um, and do all these things, but yet um, straight still be a great father. You know, he was always, you know, at all his, uh, you know, children's stuff, his daughter's stuff. He was always, you know, very supportive and very attentive, um, you know, to, 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 to their things. And I think for me, um, as a father and as an athlete, you know, we're always – taught as an athlete to be married to our sport or married to our craft. And that's the reason why we're so successful at what we do. And sometimes our families and our kids kind of are, are kind of the ones that kind of have to sacrifice, you know, they kind of have to take the brunt of that sacrifice because of our, because of my, my athletic career. I remember, I think it was Elton Brand. I think he said that his daughter's first words were by daddy. And that's kind of, you know, just because, you know, we're always traveling stuff like that. So I think for me, um, my biggest goal in 2020, um, is to try to find that happy balance to where I can be, you know, more attentive, where I can still be, um, you know, involved with my career, um, you know, involved in the things that um, basketball takes me at. But then 
also, you know, be very active in my children's lives, um, you know, especially over, over here overseas, you know, trying to be more present um, in the things they do, which is sometimes not easy, but um, I'm trying my best. And I think that's from my biggest goal in 2020. Yeah, that's good stuff, Kyle. And you probably touched on it a little bit here. But the last thing I want to hit you with, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? I think my 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 advice I tell everybody is, number one, um, enjoy the moment and stay in the present. Um, because, you know, like, as you know, and as many parents know, these, these this time goes by so fast. Um I remember my my dad and everybody saying it was like, you know, I feel like it was just yesterday you were, you know, two years old and you were one year old, you were in diapers. And I feel that way now, even though my kids are still young, but we look at pictures and videos. I'm like, wow, like they have grown so much over the course of three years. So I think that's my biggest advice. Stay present um, and enjoy the moment. Take take as many photos and videos as possible um, because it goes by fast, you know kids they grow by it kids grow fast and this time goes by fast so like i said embrace the moment and enjoy the moment i think that'll be my biggest advice yeah very well said i uh, love the message it's been an honor for me i gotta say kyle hines you're a first class father all the way and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first class fatherhood thank you man i definitely appreciate it thank you very much Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Kyle Hines for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to hear your feedback. Make sure you lock it in. Got a fresh Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood coming your way on Friday with former Navy SEAL J.P. Donnell. All right? Make sure you check me out and follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out who will be joining me here next week. Got three bangers coming your way. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. All as a